Looking for podcasts to listen to? Check out our collection of shows on the Brothers Bear Network. First up, Brothers Bear Podcast, a comedy show where two brothers and their friend talk about everything from movies, music, and their love for everything geek. Or 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast, where you hop into our DeLorean and go back in time with a podcast that talks about the past, including pop culture, video games, random life stories, but mostly about the movies from our past. There's also Disney Plus Podcast, a show with four hosts talking about what's on Disney Plus. Each week, we'll watch something that's only on Disney Plus and review slash discuss the movie or show. We'll also talk some Disney history, news, or related topics about Disney. And last, Monkey Monsters Podcast is now Monkey Monsters Midweek Podcast, a show about family life, relationships, movies, stories of our past, having kids, and arguing slash debating over which is better, pancakes or French toast. All shows are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean. This is the Brothers Bear Network. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. I am your host, Santos, and as always, I am joined by a cat with special guest, Freddie Morales. Yeah. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> yeah, my, you, sphinx, my Sphinx cat joined me today. Yeah, those are the ones that the Egyptians uh, freaking uh, yeah. worshipped, right? Yeah, this is, this is Cherry. She's very sweet, very lovable. Hi, little mamas. <laughs> that's cool cat yeah it's like you know what it's like we we let's talk about this uh freaking freddy recently he had he had another live performance and show but it was it was so weird because he this unlike he was in a, a little studio last time performing for the the 101 music for the masses the a closet show. it was a big closet yeah yeah <laughs> When he was performing there, it felt like, you know, the studio aspect. So, of course, it, it's 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 going to feel like a studio. So there's not a lot of people. But he, this past show that he did, he was at an actual venue performing to an empty crowd. So that must have felt weird. Or did it feel like you you guys were just doing like um, a mic, you know, what was it? Like a mic check and because like. Yeah, no, a sound, like a sound check. Yeah, we kind of took like a long sound check. Sound, it was like, how long is this out? A sound check. It's going to be <laughs> two hours. Damn, that was a long sound check. <laughs> yeah, dude, freaking. No, uh, but you know that? what? You know what? I went, I went with the mine and I knew there was going to be a crew and we, there's mi very minimal crews, just four of us. Yeah, uh, our 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 tech person, and then two video guys and an engineer. We got there, and the place was empty. The chairs were put away, but you know what? The coach house, which is in San Juan Capistrano, California. Yes. Oh yeah, um, that's where all yeah. the salmon go to, right? Yes, yes, everything is good over there. Even the air is so good. I was like, damn man, you guys have good air over here. Well, come over here. Come over here, boy. What are you doing the West Side? <laughs> so, um. Normally you feed off of the crowd and 
it was probably hard that one time because even even though you know you were in a, in originally like in a big studio or whatever you couldn't do any spinning or anything because of the way you had the setup of your earphones or right. here again you had more freedom because you were on a stage so you had able to move around but at the same time you had to do a form of acting you know imagination because again it's like you can't feed off of the crowd because there is nobody there so you're performing to like a mirror or wall basically you're like so it's like you have to act it out and it's just like like how is that you know what i, I think it comes from my, i had that kind of I don't know, since I was a kid, I can remember just in seeing, I, I, I can, I can explain like this. Like I could think of it like when I was a kid and look at the mirror. And when I was thinking of being a singer in my bedroom and I was just imagine singing to an audience. So I had to put myself in that, like, but see, I've had it both ways. So I had to, it's like acting. You have to, it was like, let's say if it was a movie of Depeche Mode and people are just watching the movie, I had to put myself like that. Like, you know, I have to yeah. get into the role of Dave, get into the role of devotional Dave who represents the, this tribute band. And then, and then it's a little, my personality too, you know? So it was interesting. See, I loved it because I felt so many things that day. Like I had to like, I had to like act. I had to like, being in the mode. I mean, I fully was into the, the music and thanks to Depeche Mode, I mean, the music is so strong that you just, you know, I've waited for so long. <laughs> it was like a drug, bro. It was like, a, I needed drug. my hit, dog. Yeah. Dude, give me my hit, man. <laughs> and I got my devotion, I, you know, I got the, my Depeche Mode dose that night and look, yeah. see what happens. I, I came back to life, you know, and it felt good for, you know, an hour and a half. Well, all right, uh, here's, a, here's a question that, uh, Yes, <laughs> it's going to left field on this about performing on stage. What happens? I mean, maybe it hasn't happened to you yet, but what happens when you know you got your stomach got the bubblies and you ain't feeling good, but you got to be out on stage performing? Has that ever oh, happened dude. where you're like, Yes, yes, take a dude. dump? Not a dump. I had to, <laughs> I had to throw up. What? Oh, yes. That's Oh, damn. Let's put it this way. I did. We went to Mexico. This is in Guadalajara. Um, full house, like 7,000 people. Um, we flew in that same day, rushed from the airport to the venue, do sound check. I had to do interviews, go for the day. No rest. Went back to the hotel real quick. Go went to the venue, did sound check, stayed there for a while. And then we went to our hotel. Uh, two hours in my hotel. Then there was showtime at 12 o'clock. Did the show. By the time I got to the encore, I went to the outside side of the stage and yeah. I ended up barfing, dude. Like, and they were, and they were like, otra, otra, otra. And I had, oh, medicine, ruah, medicine, wait. <laughs> and they were like, wow, Freddie's really like, ah, it was like, you know, and then my, my, my bandmates thought I was being a diva. I was like, ah, he's being, he's being an idiot, dude. He's just taking too long, man. He's <laughs> like, he, he's hearing, he wants otras and otras, you know? No, I was actually barfing in the you side just, of the stage. Oh <laughs> and then this guy, this guy who was like walking on the side, he was like, hey, compa, que te pasó? And you need water. And I say, <laughs> yes, dame una agua, por favor. Si, a good show, eh? Can I have your autograph? Uh, let me just drink the water first. <laughs> I had like barf breath, you know? And then I had to go see Never Let Me Down in Personal Jesus and, and like that. That was crazy, bro. That was probably the craziest 
No, that Damn. happened twice, twice. And then, see, the thing is, you have to prepare your yourself. Yeah. Like, you know, if you gotta, you gotta go pee. You gotta do it before you go on, because once you hit play, it's you gotta, you know, there's a schedule. You gotta, you know, it's like, hey, like, I'll it, be back, dude. I'm gonna take number two. I don't know. I'm gonna take a magazine. Hey, play the DJ. Hey, DJ, play some music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, imagine being on stage and just having diarrhea, bro. <laughs> and you're like, how are Thank you going to God, dude? How are you going to get off the no. stage to go poop every single yeah, like no. 5 minutes? <laughs> My worst nightmare is wearing white pants. And I do wear white pants. Oh, yeah, I, re- you do I wear represent white pants. I represent the 101 look of Dave Gone. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, man, yeah, you want to let a fart out, you know, like, but like sometimes you got to watch out cuz sometimes it's not even you know, a fart, it's one yeah, of the dude. You got all these people <laughs> with cameras. Everywhere, forget. Can you imagine, dude? Freddie Morales cesuró los pantalones. What cesuró? What does that mean? He shitted on his white pants. It's like no, the, the internet, man. Let me tell it. you something. Let me tell you something. Dave gone on the devotional tour was yeah. so wasted. He had a pee. He actually did pee on stage, and all he saw is the the pee just running down. His, luckily, it was white pants. All up, but you did see like just this watch. He's like, you I don't give a. It was like, yeah, yeah. Didn't happen to Fergie too. She got all drunk and she pissed herself on stage. Oh, dude. <laughs> I've seen people piss on dance floor, dude. And I'm like, what happened to you? You got a bladder problems? What's going on? <laughs> Why are you out? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time for Freddie and I to get the to the hour at hand. I don't know why I always say that, but <laughs> it's movie time. It's movie all right, time. ladies and gentlemen. So we're still continuing our our month of uh, Robin Williams. And last week we did Mrs. Doubtfire. And this week we're going to pick another film that for some reason was hated by the critics. But Bad damn critics, I hate them. The they od- know? Yeah, exactly. But the audience score and for many of us growing up, people that I knew, friends, I, I have always loved this movie. And that's why I felt like we should do this flick because it's one mm-hmm. that uh, it's like, uh, you know, got to talk about. It. It's one of Robin Williams greats. There's so much to say about this movie. So this week's episode, we're going to be v- devoting our time to 1991's Steven Spielberg directed Hook. Yes, that's right. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of people behind this film. So, of course, Ooh, like yeah, Mr. Steven Spielberg directed this movie. Produced by, there's two big names here, especially when you know of Star Wars currently, Kathleen Kennedy, then you got Frank Marshall. I mean, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. I started researching a lot. This movie goes back into the freaking 80s because originally they were planning on doing this. One, it was going to be with Disney and two, it was going to be a musical and three, it would have been Michael Jackson. Oh, man. (laughs) Hey, 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 this is 80s Michael though. No, that's cool. I cool. I could dig yeah. the '80s, but yeah, this is no, Robbins. This is Robbins, dog. I can't that. take that away oh, okay, from Robbins. Okay. I thought you meant like, oh wait, what? no. It's like, yeah, you know what makes sense. '80s Michael doing this. It would have been like Captain <laughs> Neil. You know, it would have been. It would have been pretty badass. But yeah, so originally that's where it was supposed to be, and then you know Spielberg ended up having a kid, so he backed out. So they brought on another guy, uh, another director at the time called Nick Castle. So yeah, but then what happened is when my when um when they 
because Dustin Hoffman was hired in the 80s. So they brought on Dustin Hoffman from the get-go. And then once Robin Williams came on, they started having issues with and clashing with the director. And because he also uh, had a story by credit on this. So they clashed with him. So he ended up getting fired after it left from from Disney and it went to Paramount and TriStar, all this and that. They brought back uh, Steven Spielberg. So then that's when it became the Steven Spielberg movie with Robin mm, Williams. And for the longest time, Steven Spielberg hated this movie. He did not like this movie. He was just unhappy with it. He, he always felt like it was one of the lesser films of his career that he's like, I, I'm not a fan of this movie. What? Yeah, I know. But dude, the, this is a painting of a movie. I just refreshed my mind and revisited. I'm telling you, man, I haven't seen this since that day, since that time, 91. And yeah. I revisited because you told me we were going to do this film. And I wanted to take my time to revisit this. Ah, what is he talking about? Sometimes, you know, the, the masters don't know, even know what they create. No. You know? I mean, that's, that's true, you know? And, and then this, see, with, with um, freaking, what's his name? Um, oh, gosh, I can't even think of his name. Oh, Spielberg. Uh, what happened is, like, one of the things is he ended up loving afterwards, uh, doing this movie he 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 found uh, a place for it because one it he developed a friendship with robin williams so for him he he gained a friend in making this movie so that was one of those things that he felt like well you know i like this movie because he he made you know he made friends with robin williams after robin williams passed away he tried back to go watch it and he said it was too hard for him to watch it because there he is watching his friend but he was thankful that he made this movie because he was able to do something and work with robin williams with his friend and he put something out there and and honestly it's like i think it's a great movie like like i'll leave out the production side of this film i'll move on from that like we could bring up more later but i want to get into the actual heart of this movie um you know hook i mean yeah like it's it stars robin williams Dustin Hoffman, Julia Roberts, and Bob Pretty Hoskins. woman walking down the street. Pretty woman. Pretty woman yes. as a little uh, fairy. She was cute. Yeah, but dude, you know what bugged me about that? What? Why didn't she look like an actual fairy clothing-wise? Like, and I'm not saying Disney, <laughs> I'm not saying Disney Tinkerbell, but she was wearing potato sacks. Like, ah, uh, but it wasn't Disney. I'm- of course, oh, we've been we've been brainwashed with that fairy, and this was a different fairy. This was Pretty Woman fairy. But fairy, you know what is? No, before <laughs> Disney. Yes, exactly. You know, I know, but I know, but see, we've been brainwashed. So, you know, I don't know. I you know it's funny that you put pointed that. That's hilarious because now I'm backtracking to it. I'm looking at it. <laughs> yeah, like if you even look up old images before Peter yeah. Pan old paintings images of fairies i mean remember the book is from long ago they they always give you a look like the they're very pixie the fairies and you know and yeah, like that like like for example the the fairies on pants labyrinth those are remember those oh yeah with that oh, one thing you know, when he ate man. them that, that, stupid yeah, girl see, that, i know that's another movie we'll talk about later <laughs> <laughs> they're like see man these guys talk about it and then they go what to the right <laughs> <laughs> see and, and and it just i don't know i i 
I mean, it was it was cool. I thought she did great for the role, but I just didn't like what she was wearing. And I'm not saying she had to be all skimpy yeah, and stuff. But 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 later but on, she, you got to see her, dude. Later on, she came yeah, out. I guess and, so, and, and even while, it, while Robin Williams wins, like, whoa, you're big, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he even he even said he was like, oh wow, you know, and. Just I mean, not a I'm, not a fan of the potato sacks. That's what yeah, I got. I know. But it's I'm just a fan. like I'm what a is fan that? Of Pretty Woman. I'm a big. I was a big fan of her. Hey, but you gotta admit though, man. In this movie, Jess, Dustin Hoffman, man. Oh, dude, perfect. Like seriously. You know what? I'm glad you pinpointed that because he did a great hook, Captain Hook. His voice, his 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 mannerism, just the way you're just like so attracted to the way he was too. And he wanted to be a father and he wanted to be loved too, which he didn't want to be loved. You know, it's funny that his character was, I mean, he really brought that out and I'm glad they got someone like Dustin Hoffman. He's one of the greatest actors, bro. I mean, he, he, see what I love about this character is that like, I like when I watch a movie and I see an actor, but they disappear in the role. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not seeing like, Oh yeah. It's like, like usually when you see a movie with like Will Ferrell, it's Will Ferrell. Like he doesn't disappear into the role. Like right. I see, I still see Will Ferrell and Will Ferrell just acting and being a comedic actor. You know, it's like you see certain times, like you know, like when it became Jim Carrey, minus the fact when we saw the Truman Show because he wasn't being his Truman Show self. Like, but I loved this person here, like Dustin Hoffman, because it's like yeah, of course he had the makeup and the wig, but you. It, he was no longer Dustin Hoffman. No, he did the voice he provided. Like I thought, this is one of the great. Like, like I thought he was amazing. He no, he really brought out that captain, bro. Like he really, he's like, you know, I was, I was, I was watching him because I, like you said, I revisited this movie again, and I was really, yeah. like drawn up from him. I was like, wow, man, I like his character. I like when he's like, you know, he wants to commit you know, suicide, he really doesn't, you know, you yeah. want someone to say, you know, yeah, I'm going to do it, but you're not, you know, it's, it's just his role uh, was just amazing in, in that. I mean, this guy has done Rain Man, The Graduate, Tootsie, Kramer and Kramer. I mean, Midnight Cowboy. Um, there's another one he did too. Uh, Marathon Man. I remember seeing that with my father, God rest your soul. Uh, so I know Dustin Hoffman, Hoffman's, um, amazing talent as an actor and it was just fun to see him doing the captain you know have you ever seen hero hero i haven't seen that one <laughs> i like hero they used to show it on hbo all the time because they would play because hbo for me was known for a hook like hook was one of those movies they played and hero i remember because it was like two dustin hoffman movies they would play hero it was basically a guy who was like a Kind of like a deadbeat dad. The, his son in the movie is one, visit that one. Is one of the kids <clears throat> from from actually the Lost Boys hook from this movie. Uh. He's the one that tends to wear the blazer that looks more dressed up from the Lost Boys. Well, okay. Well, in that movie, what happens is that when he's when he's driving, uh, a, there's a plane crash, and he gets out of the car, takes off his shoes, and he goes and he gets all these people out of the plane. He saves a bunch of people. One of them is like a news reporter or something like that. And he's covered in mud and he get and he leaves. He's, he's just like, I'm going to help. And he's like, he feels like he's just being 
like bombarded with like god damn it like uh fine i'll help like let me get these people like they're just an inconvenience <laughs> and he's and he saves the day well when he's leaving they they towed his car so he couldn't drive so someone gave him a ride some guy who a transient who's just like a regular guy that's giving him a, a a ride and he starts telling them the story that oh yeah there's this plane i saved a bunch of people blah 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 and his shoes that he had he left them in the guy's car so what what happened is they were looking for this this guy he's like we were looking for this hero and andy garcia plays the other guy that mm -hmm. he told the story to so so gina davis she's the news reporter that he saved it's like i want to meet this guy i want to know who saved my life and saved all these people from the plane and andy garcia comes forward and he's like yeah that was me and because of the shoes something like i think like the track marks they they match everything everyone falls in love with him but he's the real hero dustin hoffman and he doesn't want to take credit at first and something happens so on and so forth and in the end like i don't know it's a really good movie i haven't seen it in years but it's a great film but it's a, it's one of my favorites of dustin hoffman but again i haven't seen it in a long time but you know it, it, he just he does great work when it comes to Dustin. you know hoffman. what i i like the fact that right now we're we are revisiting these movies because now we really get to see the full i mean you never can pick a lot of things in the film in two hours. This movie was two hours and 20 minutes. It was a very long yeah. movie, uh, but it was a beautiful movie to watch and see. Yes, now, we're going back, we're going back to the hook. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed it. And you know what? I, I remember seeing it in the, in the theater and then I haven't seen it since 91, since its release. And then I did get to see it on an iPad with my headphones on. The soundtrack is beautiful. Everything sounded amazing. It looks Do you know good. Who did it? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, oh no, I don't. I didn't look at that. Do you have those notes? Yes, sir. John Williams. Of course. Dude, he's the of guy. course, dude. Of course, it's John. Well, who else? Let, Who's second just, to let's, that? Let's really quickly pull up his resume. Dude, this man has done ET. Seven, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000, and present time, bro. Some I, of the, you know what? You know what's crazy, bro? It's like when it comes to music, you could just say, like, all right, what, like, his scores are in some of the greatest cinematic movies of all time. Like, if you pick the top 10 movies of all time, like, like it, what are rated in, in everything from not just like, oh, what are your favorite, Freddie? Or what are my favorite? Like, just in general, what they put like <clears throat> under the American Film Institute. Like, I guarantee you, like his, uh, most of his are up there. Like, he's done some big films. I mean, he basically, he he's like, you know, Danny Elfman to Tim Burton. This, right. John Williams is with like Steven Spielberg, but he's also done the Star Wars. I mean, come on, that's George Lucas. Like he's done a lot. And this, well, his score is beautiful for this movie. Oh, uh, that's it what I'm saying. Amazing. I enjoyed it. I put it on headphones and, and look, I know the world is, oh my God, this, the world today is, I don't even know. So it was, I was very, very happy to just escape this world and go into this world and enjoy it. I really got to smile. Uh, Robin Williams' face is all over this film. He just makes you smile. I actually yeah. got teary. Let me tell you, bro. I got teary-eyed on some of them because it really shows the love of of the way he felt for children, parent having that family life, you know. Uh, and this movie was about, you know, these kids. Well, the Peter Pan story, like, but but this particular is that Peter Pan lost his imaginary. He became like everybody else. The world, the work is much more 
important. The kids, uh, you don't have time for the kids, but you know what? Kids grow up so fast nowadays that you only have that block. And once they're gone, they're gone. And no one can bring that uh, uh, back to you. I don't have children. I have a brother and a sister who have children and I see how devoted they are. And this movie, I think shows that love. And Peter Pan didn't even know he was a father and he wanted to be a father. And I was thinking about him coming back to saying, no, this is who you are, you know? And that's why I, I love this version of Peter Pan because we all, you know, you're a father. Uh, I wish one day, one day I'll be a father, who knows? I'm a father to my pets, but it's totally different. Um, that love and having that unity. Well, I got deep there, didn't I? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, this what the, but you know what, this, this is what this what movie, movie brought. Is. Yes, you know, it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the score. I mean, the score is beautiful. I mean, like I said, I got teary-eyed because I got to meet Robin Williams. For me to see him, like, just he gives you that faith that you need to live life to the fullest, no matter what. This is the gift right now. This is what you and I are experiencing right now. We are we're like away, but we're experiencing something. We're we're reviewing a movie that we both enjoyed and we're letting an audience know how we feel about that movie and it just travels i think that's what's beautiful about uh sharing these stories about these films yeah. especially and, one with robin williams see and the thing is like you said like oh it's like oh i got deep but honestly when you look into this movie aside from the fun aspect him going to neverland you got dustin hoffman just you know doing that amazing performance you got the kids the lost the pirates boys, who doesn't Rufio, love pirates yeah all pirates. of this stuff going on flying it's still a deep movie yeah it is you know because you got this person who was known for the, the character peter pan who was just about play and fun right. you know bringing these kids to the island you know the the you know these lost boys and at one point he grows up and when you look at him what does he become? He becomes a lawyer, you know, yeah. he's so <laughs> and he's serious, you know, he's making the bank, but you know what? You're not at home with your family. Yeah. And then, and like the prime example of what you learn is, is that scene with the clocks when, yeah. when, when Captain Hook takes, takes the, the little, what, what's his name? Jack, when he takes him to the room with all the clocks, like he starts breaking all the clocks and every single time in which I feel they should have flipped it. When, and what I mean by that, the very first clock is his dad's clock, his watch. Right. right. And when he breaks it, what does he say? He goes, he's like, you never let me blow bubbles in my, in my milk. Like that no, was no. stupid. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Oh, you never let me go and smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> like what they should have done is flipped it. And what I mean by that, he should have said, you know, you, you never you let me, blow bubbles in my milk, whatever, and broke a random clock. Because as he starts to break the clocks, they get deeper and deeper where it's more and more how his father is not there for him. Right. Like, you never have any time for me. Like you break all these promises. So the final clock that he broke should have been his father's clock. Him saying, you never have time for me anymore. That should have been the moment where he broke his clock because I feel I would have had more of a connection to it. Like, because the other clocks don't have anything to him. Right, so, right. Exactly. That, that specific one was that one that, like you said, you're right. 
Yeah, it's like, and, and you know, it's like I, I, it's it's not one of those moments from like all the other films we did. Like, oh, I they messed up. On, no, no, no. This is actually when I felt like it should have been that way. It, it doesn't hurt the film, but like I think it would have made it more impactful if right. he had a, a deeper meaning reasoning behind it. Because it's one of those things that when you have kids as a father, you fear. Like you, like I know for me because it's like I, you know, I work like before. Like when I started working overnights, um, I had graveyard shifts and, you know, during the summertime, you know, my son's home and it, it was hard because I'm getting home at 10 a.m. in the morning. And, you know, that's, you know, my son's waking up and he wants to play. He wants to do stuff. And I am freaking exhausted. So I'm like, I, I'm always like, look, I'm going to nap for an hour. Just give me an hour and we'll do whatever. And and like my schedule for that whole summer was so hectic wow, and hell. But it's because like for me, my worry is like, I don't want him to grow up and be like, oh, my dad was always working. Like he never had time for me. Like it's a scary feeling. And, you, you, you know, and there are people who who. Sometimes they have to work because they have no choice. They have to work. They have to bring the, the money home, blah, blah, blah. Where in this movie, you see him just completely be focused on work. So yeah. he's like, I have a family. But he ends up putting work first. Where, where it, and So you see him. It's like they do this trope in films all the time. I always see you feel like I see it where it's like you got to be there. I have an important whatever game or in this movie, it's a game. And what happens? The dad, oh, I'll be there. Don't worry about it. I promise you. And then what happens? The dad misses the game. You know, he I know I've seen up, stuff like the field is cleared. Everybody's gone. And he, yeah, and, like and then he, then he tells them next next year I'll be there for all six games. You know, and it's like, no, you're not because you're still being the same. You know yeah. what? And I think I think look, I think I know all families. I know friends who work very hard, especially today is very tough. But see, today some people are. Families are much more together due to the coronavirus. And I think right now is a good moment for families to be with their, with their kids. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of kids are having a great time with their parents because they're home most of the time because due yeah. to this pandemic. Now, you know, but um, I mean, that's not, what this movie that's what, I mean, unless you're an essential worker like myself and my girlfriend. Well, that's what I'm saying we're still working. So it's like, one yeah, of well, that's what I'm saying. Well, then, 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 then you got the essential workers out there who are not home and they're coming home to, you know, the kids who are alone and, or don't have that time. Well, either. Hey, just to point out there for anybody listening, um, uh, my kids are never alone. <laughs> we do the switcheroos. So just in case, cause you know, like some people, someone's going to be listening and be like, Oh, I'm going to call CPS. Oh hey, yeah, man. You, yeah, let's clear that up because man, I got taken down on Facebook just for saying something about, I don't know, some movie or something. And then they, Hey, this guy said something about him. And then Facebook takes you down. Get the hell out of here. Dude, I, F you Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg this. They're, they're, they attack Freddie on Facebook. Like, no lie. He's I'm had like, to create like the, a new profile because someone said he doesn't exist and they took his page down. Like, yeah, it's so stupid. I don't nuts. have time. And you know what? The process to get that page back is a bunch of bullshit. I don't have time for it. You know, I have no time for it. I just want to live the day. So, yeah. I, new page. Hey, hey, seize the day, right? <laughs> seize the day, dude. There you go. Hey. I got my marbles. I got my marbles back. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. When it comes to Hook, it's just like it, it, like one of the scenes that I love about when it comes to 
to where you see how invested he is in his job and how his kids are just like they're second they're they're like more of a nuisance is the part where they were they're already in the uk and he's on the phone he received the call and he's talking about the deal where the deal's starting to fall apart and then the kids are in the room and they're just playing they're having a good time because they just showed up so the kids are happy the mom's in there they're having a good time and then he gets up he's like will you just shut up why didn't somebody just shoot me in the head bang bang everybody just shut up i'm sorry and leave me alone for one moment more. Get him out of here, will you? I'm on the phone call of my life. It's oh, the moment. acting. The acting in this exactly. movie made it feel so so real. Also, the one who's playing, you know, um, what's her name? The the she's the little the old, one. No, the older lady. The one who becomes oh, the music. Maggie's, Wendy. Uh, Granny, yeah. Wendy, Granny Wendy. Yeah. Yeah, Granny Wendy, she's so so granny, like you know, and and she even got startled, startled too. You yeah, because she's outside the door. Yeah, she's outside the door. She's like, I can't believe that, you know, Peter has changed so much. Like, he's become this and this is the way you treat. And yeah, I'm sure they, you know, you get scared. That's what I'm saying. It's like this movie has a lot of um, emotion and feelings that we can all relate to, you know. Like, the most important thing is never forget your your family. I, You know, yeah, we got to make the bread and all that. But at the end, you know, what's more important is, is just that little bit of attention that you have to give to your family. You know, whatever your family, yeah. whoever your family is, you know, in general, and that attention to another human being, especially today. I think this movie uh, kind of like, like, seriously, when I watched this movie, it kind of made me feel, go back like, wow, I have to be more I'd like to be more kinder to certain people or, you know, or, or just, you know, <laughs> yeah. just move on. you know, what I'm saying forget about that and move on. And I mean, that's just kind of that's what these movies do. And that's why this movie is such a. I mean, this movie was 91. It's very visually beautiful. The sets look amazing. The lighting, the cinematography, the the motion, the technology that they used to make this Never Neverland so real looking. Like, I wanted to go. I love it when Robin's flying, dude. It's like, see, I have two favorite people who fly. Uh, Christopher Reeve, who's my Superman. Yeah. And Robin Williams. That's it. Those are my two people I love who I I've well, enjoyed they, seeing light, uh, seeing fly in the in the in a big screen. It's because this was the age of like where CG wasn't really ho- used much because you know th- it didn't really exist. Where like because if this movie were made today, when he's flying, all of Neverland, all of that would be computer generated. Like all of that. Where well, this- look, look at Pirates of the Caribbean. Look at those, man. Those are so digital. The, the Disney movies. Look at yeah. the... See how, then, these were matte paintings. Like, yes. Like when he's sets. Flying, these are sets, bro. Yeah, I love that. Like, that's why a lot of it is practical. Like, when you see these giant sets, that's all really there. When, when you're seeing, like, the... Because that's what I liked about... You don't get that a lot anymore, is matte paintings. So, and that's what they would do, where they mm-hmm. would... They would just paint the scenery or, or like the scene or whatever. Well, look at the background with the lighting and you'll know, you'll know how, I mean, look, I just got into painting. My girlfriend got me into painting. Yeah. Like, I like, we're in, the, we're in house now. So I'm learning about colors. When I saw this movie, I was like, wow, that's a painting and just the beautiful, the lighting and the background. I mean, you watch this movie. I mean, Robin Williams had wires flying through the ship you yeah. know it's like you know you don't see those wires because like you said it's technology but it's 
it's it's not like that's why I enjoyed this movie because it wasn't like the Pirates of Caribbean too too digital like too just it's just know. it's beautifully shot that's the thing and and like most movies now like in post production I mean how it doesn't matter like what, how big the movie is most people in post production they do color grading like they'll they'll go in and they'll fix stuff and they'll make it brighter so on and so forth because that's what they do with the computer like that's what you could actually get away with but with peter pan the colors they had to make them bright and rich on on the sets in order you know because they're they're not going to go afterwards and fix it in post so all of that is like lighting the lighting yeah so that is the lighting there on the set so when they're calling action that's what's going to end up on film you know it's like of course you're going to add the effects of tinkerbell because she was green screen and stuff like that but even even then, that was amazing yeah even that was amazing bad. it didn't look bad everything looks so like just never like never never line like like you're an imaginary world and i mean it was fun i mean it was very fun to visual visual yeah. i have i have nothing bad to say about this movie really yeah. and and the and the the idea, the concept. Let me just let me just read something from someone for those of you who probably the you know younger uh, audience listening probably won't really know these guys, but they were huge for our generation when it came to critics because people listen to these guys for some reason. Um, so if whatever they said on a Sunday night, it's usually what went with like oh it's like people are like oh I heard that sucks. And here's Roger Ebert from you know Siskel and Ebert. He said the sad thing about the screenplay for Hook is that it's so correctly titled. The whole construction is really nothing more than a hook on which to hang a new version of the Peter Pan story. No effort is made to evolve Peter Pan's magic in the changed world he now inhabits. And little thought has been given to Captain Hook's extraordinary presence in wanting to revisit the events of the past. The failure in Hook is an is it's an ability to reimagine the material to find something new fresh or urgent to do with the peter pan myth lacking that spielberg should have simply remade the original story straight for this generation and that's the quote and i say i'll i'll curse it bullshit man this- i was gonna tell you i was just gonna tell you if you had an, an effect of a toilet flushing can you do that can you add that to this because this is a whole new story, man. Yes, I can. Uh, dude, you know what? But let me tell you, dude. Yeah, exactly. No, with a fart. And then whoosh. <laughs> exactly. Or no, better yet, from the movie. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Because that's a garbage review of this film. Let me, let me tell you something. I grew up with those guys and half of the critic shit I did never believe. I was like, dude, get the hell out of here. No. Yeah. Dude. You're telling me. This is not a, a new, fresh, you know, reimagine of the material. It mm. is. We're not seeing. It's a rehash. Like what, Exactly. It doesn't have to be Disney either. You're in this. See, this is where he contradicts himself. He's pointing out how this movie's a failure because it, it doesn't have the ability to reimagine the material, to not find anything new or fresh, right? So it's like, and then he's saying, you know what? He should have just made the original story for this generation. I'm like, so you're telling us one, you're you're telling us to to do something new and fresh, and then the second half, you're you're basically saying like, you know what? No, 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 don't try anything new or fresh. Just stick to to the way it's sh- like the original. Just remake the original. It's like no, that's a critic trying to cover both ends. That's just yeah. his, his words of him saying, I well, it, you know, 
even as a kid and now as an adult, I love Hook because it's like, dude, that is so cool to see Peter Pan. This one who was all about fun, fantasy, imagination, having and fun. And it's okay. That and it's, he's an adult. It's okay. Exactly. See, look at Hey, look at it. Orale. <laughs> we're gonna be trollers for the next time. Hey, hey, you know why I like this movie, eh? Because it tells you, hey, hey, it tells you the truth, eh? La verdad. Yeah. Because die. sometimes we forget about our imagination. We're fucking working, working, working. Hey, the little kids, trabajo, little children. Los niños, te. Los niños, they want attentions. No, no, seriously, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but sir, no, I, I enjoyed it because I. I, with all the shit that's going on with the pandemic, I've lost my imagination to you a little bit. <laughs> so it's okay to be, we don't have to be adults. Okay, like I said, we can be adults, but we also can enjoy an imagination and going into a different world with your kids or whoever you're sharing your life with. We only have one life and no one is telling us how to, it has to be structured to, oh, you got to be this kind of adult. No, no, no. It's how you feel at the moment. And I think right now, I, you know, living this day, you just go with emotion and you just be real, man. Yeah. Are you well, hearing a little baby in the background? Yeah. So I was like, what is that? <laughs> Did you... that's, my, that's downstairs. Oh, damn. That's loud, bro. Yeah. She's like, we call her, shh. We call her La Llorona. <laughs> this baby, this baby cries a lot. She's like, like Ay, mis niños, ¿dónde están mis niños? She don't, she don't care. She can wake up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning crying her head off. Boom. That's crazy, man. And you can hear her singing right there. She's digging her... Ladies and gentlemen, she's making her debut here live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 80 Miles <laughs> Podcast. I'm your host, Santos, and I'm joined by Freddie and La Llorona. La Llorona. Hey, my, my next-door neighbor... Doesn't even know. She's like, hey, man, when he sees me, hey, I'm sorry that my daughter, you know, she's just been. I'm like, dude, your daughter's crying all the time. I don't know what's going on with your daughter. Give her the chupon. Give her the chupon. Just give her the chupon. Yeah, man. Give her some milk. She'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So so going back to Hook, um, what I like is like, I like the idea of the fresh take where it's like, you know, it's we're hinted to their the past. So we know that existed, that story of Peter Pan, Wendy. Like, I like that, like, because they kind of break that. Yeah. Like, I get, and it's not, they're not breaking the fourth wall. But what I mean by that is that they're putting that the story of Peter Pan and Wendy and all that exists in the real world. Right. So as if it's real, because when she's reading after Peter, I mean, uh, yeah, Peter yells at his kids granny wendy she's she's reading them the story of peter pan and stuff and she says my neighbor uh liked our story so much that he wrote them into a book so this book is basically ours so it it makes it real so it, it shows that they exist and i like that that you know so here's here's them in the future wendy grew old and peter pan is an adult and then he goes back. Like, I like that take where it's like, now he, he needs to remember. So all he, all he needs to do is to be able to play with his kids. Because it always hints through that film where he doesn't play with his kids. It's like, they want to have fun. And he tells them to shut up. 
It's that like, damn corporate America money, man, got you. That devil got you. Dude. Yeah, the and then, got and then you. what happens when he shows up with the Lost Boys? What do they tell him? Come on, play. You don't know play. how to play. You don't know how to react, and, socialize and, and then, with them. And then it's like, and it's all it is. It's it's just it's just knowing that all he needs to do is play with his kids. He has to play, but he has no more time to play with his kids. So he's so focused. So it's the Lost Boys are telling him to play that's all you got to do is play and when he finally gets his memory back what does the kids do he's like you're doing it peter you're finally playing you're playing peter it's like okay now 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 he's learned to have an imagination again right because he lost that it's like that's what they always say when you're a child you think of childish things but when you grow up to be a man you put those childish things away and there's so many people out there who when they become adults they give up all childish things. They don't know how to be kids. I feel like in today's world, there's a lot of people who still who are kind of holding that have being a child at heart and stuff like that. Where like I could watch cartoons with my kids and like and not be like that's dumb. That's that's not for kids. Get I mean or like I don't man whatever you know because my dad used to be like that. He never wanted to take us to go see a Disney film or something because he like cartoons. Those are for kids. son para niños. No no quiero mirar eso. Es para niño. You know he, he, and he changed with my little brother. So, and it, it, it's good. Like where, where people should hold that, that be that child at heart. And that's what Peter lost, but he gained it back. And that's why it's like, how the hell could they say that this is not um, a freaking fresh take a fresh story? Because it is, we haven't seen this. Side. It's not even, it's a sequel. Honestly, what we're watching is. Yes. It's a sequel of Peter Pan being now growing up. And this, he got sucked into the corporate world where you lose your mind. You're all just thinking about working for the man and bringing the bread for the, you know, for the man and your family and this and that. And you forget that you have little ones who are growing so fast and just want to have playtime with their daddy and mommy, you know, mm. or whoever. And, and I because think that they- this movie, this movie is what that reflects. I mean, that's the clear is the message right there. That is. And not only that, it's fun to be, to have an imagination. That's why it's for, it was fun for me to, to watch this movie because, um, you know, things have been very serious with this pandemic and it was nice to kind of break away and, and smile and kind of yeah. get te- teary-eyed a little bit, you know, because, you know, Robin Williams' face, dude, Excuse me. He's, he's happiness. You, saw, you see him smile and he makes you smile. Yeah, because he's, he's, he's funny. I like when Maura, uh, his wife, hold on, I was trying to burp. She tells him, like, you need to play with them. Like, they just want to play, you know, you just, because... Next thing you know, it they're not going to ask you to do it anymore. Exactly, you're going to grow up, and it's going to happen so fast. Yeah. And it's so true, man. Because with my kids, I'm like, God damn, like it's it's going by so fast. And it's like at at some point, it's like you know, my kid, like he he loves coming to me, and like when he he reads up on something or he learns about something, he wants to tell me all about it. He's like, Oh, did you know this or that or butter butter butter? And I'm like, and I always listen to him, even though sometimes I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I still listen to him because one day he's not going to want to come and tell me he's going to want to be like, just go in his room or tell his friends or something. Because like, for some reason, at a certain point, all kids do that. Like where you don't, you you think it's embarrassing to be around your parents or whatever. You did it. I did it. And and then you realize you're like, what an asshole. Hey dad, uh, what's up? You know, junior high is usually the time frame. No, it's, like, look, there's a lot of peer pressure in junior high, especially high school. And then fucking, I hated high school. High school, yeah. I hated. I hated high school. That's when you had to really, just oh man, you had you, you were getting it from left and right, is saying you know bullies and who you are and your personality. So, yeah, 
Yeah, so so that's why it's just like um, I don't know where I was going, but yeah, it, it, I don't know, true. man. Hey, I don't know where I was going, man. <laughs> <laughs> that happens a lot lately, where I was like, "What was my point?" Um, hey, what is it? Monday today? <laughs> all right, well, let's focus on the actual film, the plot, the actual scenes you know we talked yes. about a lot about the production side the way it was shot the director all of that but let's talk about the actual story let's focus on the story so in the beginning we see a play we see like this is where it becomes that like ooh, like they're they're watching their life on stage and i love that you know when that when they're seeing the kids her daughter the kid he obviously receives the phone call and when in the phone call he's like you know yeah, he's they're like, like they're like shut up like what are you doing why are you answering the phone and that's that's a good setup that scene right there is a good setup to show you that no matter what's going on he's always going to answer that phone so i i like that cool little beginning part you know and then the stage the play when they're all singing all the kids it's mm-hmm. just like it, it, i i honestly thought that's one of the best interpretations of a kid's play or a group of kids on stage singing because i don't know if you like um for my kids, like whenever he's done the Christmas pageant thing and all of that, right, it right. literally, when you see those kids singing that, we don't want to be the band, we don't want to grow, or whatever the other saying, like, it's so true because you see some of them on the right who are like so into it dancing, but then you see someone just like, eh. and then another one that's kind of happened. It is so freaking true. And I felt like, wow, these kids are really portraying an actual stage play perfectly because my kid is that one who gets into it like i have video footage where like you see all the kids and he's the only one that's so into it dancing and other kids are just like whatever i don't give i don't want to be up here and i i I don't know why i thought like the way they shot that was like god damn like that's directed well like they got the perfect kids because this is how an actual play or not a play but just a presentation at school looks like so i thought that was cool that was funny man you remind me because i don't have kids but i would get invited my Brother, hey, come over here and film the kids over here for us. Okay, you're the cameraman. And I would go over there and I would see those kids. I, especially my, my nephew was one of those like, oh, God, do I have to sing this song? I can't wait for pizza when I get home. When it's pizza time. Oh, I got to sing right now? Okay. La, 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 la. And then my other nephew would be all into it, you know? So it was funny yeah. to see that. And then you see the ones that are into it. You're like, okay, that's, that one's going to make it. No, that one's not going <laughs> to. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> hilarious kids. yeah but see that's what i'm saying and I, one thing i did enjoy about this movie the kids the kids were kids they're all cute kids yeah all across the board who who was your favorite um i like the the the, the chubby kid the thud butt yes the, yeah i thought dude i gotta say man his face though like i love his face because you know the you see his face now it's not like his face not like that now but well i mean because he, he lost, he lost exactly. most of the weight. He's, an old, he's old now. Dude. I know. I'm just kidding. In which, hey, I think it was, um, how many years ago was it? I don't know how many years ago it was, but they did a whole look back of the Lost Boys. Because I remember with the Brothers Bear, I posted about it. So it's all, it's most of the Lost Boys as to what they look like now. It's one of yeah, the anniversaries. I, I just saw that picture too. Oh, okay. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I was like, wow, a lot of, some of them so, still have their features, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's interesting yeah. to see them. You're like, now they're like 50, like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess because some no, of them probably were. Not right? even, no, 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 no. I was 21 when I came out and these kids were like 10, 11. So no, they're they're in their forties, you know, thirty, late thirties, late forties. 
I'm actually looking at the yeah, because when, when oh, I I think it was for the 25th anniversary. Yes, it was the 25th anniversary. What that's what it was. So they got some of them, but I mean they still look the same. But I like yeah, yeah. I, I you love, can tell you can tell some of the features. You can tell yeah, of course you know they lost they lost weight. It's like when they're when when they're imagining eating the food because Peter Pan Peter he's effing starving. He's like so starving and he's sitting I, lo- there. I love that scene. And then there's like when he looks at Thudbutt and Thudbutt just looks at him and he's like <gasps> and he has like that big ass smile oh, and, yeah. like, and Peter's just like oh, like seriously and then he just does that um yeah, it's like a big I, I could imagine him with a big double cheeseburger, like just kind of, you know, like ow, just funny. oh that but was a funny scene. It looks so real. Yeah, but all his, the kids, all his of them face before that, like right before oh, he yeah. bites into it, because he lifts it up and he's looking down and then he looks up at him and right. he just has this with his chubby cheeks and this big ass smile, like it's just so cute, but it was funny, like and that scene is great because the moment it leads into the them uh throwing the insult back and forth right i thought that was so funny because it's like there's the part where he's like he throws uh rufio throws the insults and then you know peter says just garbage right so that's when they do the you know whatever the thing exactly bomb you bombed you know yeah and then finally peter gets back at him he starts doing good because then he starts saying he's a substitute chemistry teacher and then that's when like you see rufio and the kids are like he's like Come on, Rufio, hit him back. Like, like they're like, oh crap! Like, he, dude, he just got us. Like, what the hell? Like, wh- substitute chemistry teacher. Come on, Rufio, hit him back. Like they were shocked, and it looked so genuine. That look. Like, oh yeah. He's like, say something. Like, all right. It's kind of reminds me of that scene from the Sandlot, in which the Sandlot came later when they're like, remember, he's like, you, you, like, you play ball like a girl and stuff like that. Like, it was one of those scenes. Like, I thought that was so good to see that interaction back and forth. You know, and that scene too, I like because then you start to see. Uh, Robin Williams' craziness come out and yes. being that character, and you're like, oh my God, Peter Pan's coming to life, you know? Like he's re- he's in he's remembering who he is, you know? Who yeah yeah. So, and then you get to see him as Peter Pan, yeah, you know, and doing his thing, and it's like, wow. He and by the way, Robin looked amazing in that in that film. His face, just that smile. Um, I mean, he really just put a lot of magic well, on that film. I like how you bring how you bring that up of how he looked because he had to shave in order to play Peter Pan because did you see his neck? I realized I was like, wow, they really did shave him because he's a hairy man. Well, did you see a little bit of it? Like, like, wow, they really his neck where it was a little bit reddish. I don't know if they, I, no, know if I, they did, missed. I, I didn't notice that, but I got to check that part because there is one part, you know, on the plane when when they're on the plane and it's like yeah. turbulence and he's grabbing on to the handrest. Yes. See his hair coming oh. out. Oh, hairy as hell. Yeah, he said he's a very yeah. Yeah, when you see him on Neverland and when they're gonna, you know, do the slingshot of him flying, he's without a shirt. He is clean shaven. Wow. It is so crazy to see how his body looked because he's a hairy beast. He's no, he even said himself he would make. He's like, yeah, man. And Spielberg you know. said he had to shave. So that was, he had to shave his arms, his leg, his body. Because that is so funny. Do you know what, see, his his talent surpassed all that. that I didn't even think about that. He was so good in that. Did I even think about his hair being in the way? 
because <laughs> <laughs> you can't have peter pan as a hairy man like hey peter pan's whoever i can be peter pan you can be peter pan you yeah, are peter true. pan yeah there you go if you ever want to see what robin will william how hairy he looks go on youtube and type up i think it's robin williams uh dolphins documentary it's this old documentary that he did for pbs where he's basically swimming with dolphins and you see him without his shirt and he's effing hairy like oh, a bear yeah. Yeah, no, he's like a chia pet. He's like a chia pet he over. Is, he's like he's like an overgrown chia pet. <laughs> um, back to to Hook. I guess you know we're towards the end. There there are there's there's a lot because this movie is a two hour and a half hour movie. Um, so so we'll start we'll start going quickly down some scenes that I've been that I enjoyed that we could go through. Um, the one thing I don't understand because like uh, you know. People have talked about this. Yes, we do know about the cameos. There's Phil Collins. He plays the detective. Yes, Glenn Phil Collins Close. was there. Glenn Close was uh, the, one the of the boo, pirates. The box pirates. Yeah. You know? But yeah. those are those are those things that that's why I didn't really bring it up because there's that's always talked about and stuff like that when you see videos and stuff like that. So I that's why I wanted to give people think different things, but or, or you know you know you notice things like I do like when you know we meet Captain Hook for the first time and Peter Pan is there and I like when when they're basically he's gonna challenge him and he pulls out the checkbook. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's like he's like fine, and then he and then he shoots it, and then just the pirate in the back, he gets killed. Like he I like killed. That stuff like that. Like you know, there's because there's humor in this movie. There are there was people. adult humor. See, it was a like kid in adult humor too. You know, it's like they said some uh, also some bad words in the film too. They that, did right, but like the kid humor. I love when he's trying to get the kids, and he's like come on daddy mommy can do it like it's so like because for kids they always feel like the mom could do anything you know and the daddy's like play so i love i love that it's just so subtle but it's 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 funny it's like it's cute i like that um when i was a kid you know when he falls in the water when they finally agree to give him time to train and he falls in the water I thought he was making like mermaids would making out with him because I'm like, oh, they remember that's Peter, so they're just kissing him. I had no idea that they're just giving him oxygen. I had no you idea. Cochino. <laughs> hey, I was a kid. Have... I was like, why are they kissing him? Is it because he's Peter Pan? I was like, no. okay. By the way, that's my favorite scene right there. Can oh, you yeah? imagine? Yes, <laughs> mermaids. Those are beautiful mermaids, by the way. Yes. See, are. did you look at the costume on that? I mean, those were real mer, not digital. No, those were costumes underwater with robin williams yeah french kissing him i mean giving him breath you know <laughs> dude i bet he was loving that moment he was like right come on are but, you are you kidding me bro that's the way i want to go right but mermaids. how the hell did he get so far away from the boat it doesn't matter dude mermaid no it matters there, to me Where the hell? <laughs> i don't care bro hey i don't care you can bring a mermaid to me and i'll be happy i'm, I'm all good because they must have taken him somewhere because in that scene he falls in they give him his air and then they put him in the shell uh, and he goes up right but when he goes up there he looks over all of neverland and the boat is so far away so I'm kind of like, how the hell did he get so far away? He literally fell right off the boat. So it was well, like- it's a it's a push. Look, it's the current of the wind of the ocean, the Pacific plates moving. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, dude. I was like, hey, man, how I'm far away he- from mermaids. Yeah. And how long was he gone for? That's the thing, because when he finally shows up to never to the to the Lost Boys, like Little Island, 
Yeah. He gets caught in a trap and then he wakes up Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell's like, oh, what the hell? Like, it's like, right. oh, you're alive. Like, weren't yeah. you just on the boat with Captain Hook? Like, what the hell? Like, you were over there. Like, so how it's weird. Like, what was how maybe that's why he was gone for a while that the, the mermaids took him. But, the, you know, they're not going to show that scene. Um, also, too, when he finally meets Rufio, like that instance of like, oh, Rufio, like, dude, who's this badass? That's pretty freaking cool. And that scene with the sword, yeah. I remember seeing long ago, the way they pulled that scene off is that they filmed it in reverse. So he's oh, laying the sword wow. on his face like this. I, I, I turned my head because I'm showing Freddie. So what they do is they reverse it. So he pulls it off of him. So when they, they you know, in post, they, they post. flip it. It looks like, wow. Cause I was right. like, man, that looks so real. Like how did as a kid, I was like, how is that? How can they do that? But wow. I've, were, as a, were... no, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say you, if you notice, you'll see his lips don't match when he's, when he talks to him, when he says like, I, I can't remember what the hell line he says, but it's because he's having to say his lines backwards. Oh, so, and then they, you know, wow. they interesting. So, so that's, that's pretty cool. I like that, you know, uh, interesting. And one thing like, see it, I was like, I always wondered why Rufio looked the way he did compared to everybody else. And I was like, I'm wondering if that was a tribute to the guy who was the the visual consultant, the guy who actually worked with like the production side of of building the sets and everything, because they hired a guy called John Napier. And it was because Spielberg saw that what he did, the work behind Cats, the Broadway musical. And when I started learning about that, I'm like, huh, I'm like. Rufio looks like one of the cats from the stage play, the way they do You know hair. what? Exactly. Now that you bring that up, he just like, well, looks like they just picked one out of the cats crew. Exactly. So I was like, <laughs> I wonder if that's Spielberg's like homage to like, he, you know, I'm going to play homage to this guy, his, right. his work on cats. So I'm going to make one of my guys have hair like one of the cats, like Mr. Mistopheles or some crap. Yeah, he I don't did. know. It just, it just looks cool. funny. It did. He did stood out. That's for sure. He did stood out. And, and you know, it sucks, you know, it, that he, at the end he dies. And I thought when Rufio gets stabbed, because like, looky, looky, I got a hooky. And then Captain Hook stabs him. And Peter's like, no. And he's, I thought he was calling Peter his dad, but he was just referencing no, that. Yeah. But I like that line. He goes, you know what? I just wish I had a dad like you. Oh, I broke down and cried. See, as a kid, I thought he was referring to like, oh, I, I, I he was calling him his dad. Like, I see you as a dad now. But as an adult, I understood what he meant. But I didn't right. know that as a kid. I just thought like, Why of course, dad, like, well, I of course, know. well, it's different, you know, but but that yeah. that was a very touching, touching it, yeah, it was like very like ooh man that's where's my Kleenex I'm crying my <laughs> girlfriend could why are you crying for yeah it's Robin Williams okay okay <laughs> you know no you're this way <laughs> no you're no she's white she's not <laughs> oh okay <laughs> okay Freddie okay don't be crying okay <laughs> um oh and one of the things is uh to this day that I do whenever I'm looking for something and I'm like looking everywhere and I'm can't find it and when i finally find it i always go to this day i always go oh there you are peter i always do that really <laughs> i wow. swear dude me and my little brother like oh, it's just one are, of the things peter. like because it's in from the movie when he finally recognizes peter he goes oh there you are i do the exact same thing because i'm like god damn it like i'll be looking for something yeah and i can't find it and when i finally do i literally say that out loud like oh there you are peter <laughs> Oh, there you are, Peter. Wow, that's funny. <laughs> My girlfriend, that's... she'll be like, what 
talking about? I'm like, oh, it's from a movie from Hook. And, and she's like, oh, okay. I'm like, are yeah. You, are you cheating me with a Peter? What's going on here? <laughs> I was like, it's because me, I'm trying to look down and I finally see it. Oh, uh, there you are, <laughs> Peter. Oh, shit. <laughs> I haven't funny. seen you in a while. <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while, boy. How you been? <laughs> um, I like the baseball game when they're playing baseball, the Pirates. Oh, uh, you know what? The pirates, the pirates were were really good. Those were yeah. really good pirates. I really enjoyed all the pirates. I just, I just love the rudeness, rudeness between all yeah. of them. Still, like the way pirates are. Arr, you know? arr. Yeah. <laughs> when he bumps into it, he's like, arr. He's like, how are you? Oh, all right. Uh, I'm not all right. Arr. Oh, that's funny. I was like, that's Robin right there. Are you all right? But yeah, <laughs> hey, dude. Oh. You know, that was my first laugh watching. I was watching. Yeah. I was like, that was the first crack up from that. <laughs> well, when 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 uh, we we can't go without talking about Bob Hoskins playing Smee, dude, he was amazing. Yes. You know, because like it was funny because like when my my girlfriend had not seen this movie since she was a kid, and so we watched it with my son, in which my son loved this movie. He was so into it. Was it? He's ten years old and he loved the hell out of this movie, and. Like we're watching it, and then she's like, "Who's me?" I'm like, "That's Bob Hoskins," and she's like, "Bob Hoskins." I'm like, "Yeah, from Ro- Who Framed Roger Rabbit?" You know, he was in the the movie with Jet Li. The the oh, he did, yeah, he yeah, he did a he did a good job on that movie. I mean, like, he, he did so different. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Hollywood makeup. Past- he was really good for that with Dustin Hoffman and and Very Spielberg. Good. Spielberg says that because there's like an interview where he says that. Bob Hoskins brought so much to that role that they had to cut out a lot. Like the movie was already long and they left out so much that he brought to that role. But Bob Hoskins, like I thought he was perfect as Smee. Like I like that because with Disney, what you know about Smee is Smee. You know, he he sounds very like he has that voice because oh Smee, oh Captain Hook. You know, he sounds like that. Right. But they didn't give him that voice. Like no, it was just like hey, you know, yeah, yeah. Just a had like a normal pirate voice, not just. Yeah. And not only that, the chemistry they had both. You just exactly. That's why I enjoyed watching that those scenes with them together. I just like oh, I want more, you know, and just the, the chemistry. The best line. Them. He's like, I'm gonna kill my self, Smee. He's like, Don't stop me. He's like, Don't stop me, Smee. He's like, Stop me, Smee. Stop me. Stop me. And, <laughs> and then when he, he saves them, and he's like, He's like, I. He, he basically puts them down. He's like, Why did you let me get to this level? Like, he's like, No, don't worry. They love you know. And like, I like that. Or when he says like, I just had an apostrophe. He's like, yeah. an epiphany. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And then he goes, he's like, it's like lightning just hit my brain. He's like, that must hurt. Like, it's such a great dynamic. Those two work perfectly well. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. So it's fun movie. So do you have any any uh, final thoughts? Or what would be, at least, give me your, your favorite scene in the whole movie before we rush off uh, again? I like that one scene where Robin looks down at the water and he sees himself as the young peter pan yes that one's a good one i like that and it it kind of like just like wow you forget about like when you're a kid like the way we're all we're the same we're just adult versions of ourselves and that's yeah. what that scene brought me like oh that's nice you know you get to see and then you you remember to use your imagination and it's okay man it's okay man it's okay to imagine especially right now i want to imagine yeah. <laughs> with all what's going on right now i just want to you know but um yeah that yeah. was one 
it's like i mean it's hard to pick just one favorite scene because it's so many of little ones when he opens the door and he just yells it's snowing he closes the door or when like they're like he's stealing first base and then they shoot the pirate like it's little subtle things like that that i enjoy or even when smee is rallying up like the pirates he's like he's so fast he's fast asleep like things like that like just little things like as a whole it's a, it's a it's a great movie i love i love hook it's one of those that i'm glad my, my son was able to watch it for the first time and he loved it it's 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 one it's a very colorful colorful film yeah, too there's all i think any generation could enjoy this movie um so yeah it's like if you know normally i say this in the beginning uh, but I always forget. So before we get to song of the week, as we end our review or our talk about look back to hook, actually, I'm going to start calling it look backs because we don't really give reviews. We, yeah, no, we it's a look back. back of it. So it's... that's what I'm going to say from now on. That's what 88 miles per hour podcast. It's the look back of films as we travel back to look back and talk about the movies we love. Um, what was your first, uh, like the first time you saw hook? Like, <laughs> I mean, this was 1991. So, I'm not sure. Were you on a date again? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, but come on, I, man. Every single movie so far, you've been no, on a this date. One, so. This one was a family. Oh, and okay, I so loved it, was... it because it, it reminded me a lot of my father going nice. with us. It reminded me of, of going to Hollywood and having popcorn and after having a dinner, enjoying that film. And my dad was a very, he loved films. That's why I'm a film fanatic because he would... He would just take us. He would take us to Hollywood, to Man's Chinese Theater, yeah. to the Egyptian oh, so did Theater. You, did you see this in in the Hollywood Man's? Yeah, yeah. Man, that that would have been a good one to see. Yeah, like, that so. theater. So that's cool. I like that. that that's yeah. Awesome. So my parents. Uh, I mean, even in old, as I got older, we always like would still go see movies. Or I mean, now that you have home movie theaters, we would have family home movie night and with my father. That's so, cool. That's yeah. what, that's why I like this movie because it reminds me of my father. Yeah, my what what I remember like I didn't see this movie in the theater. This was one of those where I didn't get to see in the theaters. But one of my earliest memories, like of what not even earliest memory. One thing I always remember is that the first time we went, we rode our bikes to the mall. So we rode up to the Fuente Hills Mall. For those of you who know Back to the Future, that's the Twin Pines Mall. And yeah. from our house, we a, a group of friends of us, we rode our bike to the Puente Hills Mall. So we're there and we're going to spend a few hours there. The thing is, it was myself and my older brother and some of his friends. Well, our me and my brother, who are idiots, decided to go and not have any money on us. So when we're there, we're starving. His friends, they all have money and we go to the McDonald's and they buy food while me and my brother are just there starving, wishing we had money so we could get something. To eat. And, you know, when you're kids, you're not about sharing like, oh, hey, you know, here then you have some everybody's about their own stuff. So I'm still. But the reason why I remember what relates to Hook is that McDonald's at that time had the Happy Meals for Hook. So I remember <laughs> seeing their stuff there all set up for for Hook. Because they were part of the promotional Happy Meals. So I remember seeing that and just being mad because I couldn't eat anything. And we had to wait until we got home. And guess what? We rode our bikes. So we had to do a long trek home to finally be able to eat. So that's the one thing I always remember about Hook is being it's starving to eat and not being <laughs> able to eat a freaking Happy that's, Meal. That's a sad story, dude. <laughs> You're like, man, hey, did you like Hook? Hell no, man. I was starving in that movie, man. <laughs> 
I wanted mi comida, güey. I meal. wanted my happy meal. <laughs> Con los chicken nuggets, eh. <laughs> sweet and sour sauce, dog. Yeah, órale. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah. So, and, and oh, I saw it when it came out on video afterwards. Right. Um, it was a good watch because we watched it with my little brother's godparents. Uh, they mm. had just bought the movie at the day it was released. And we were there that weekend. And I remember watching it with them. And I was like, man, this movie's so good. And I found love with it. So, yeah. So, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Our look back on Robin Williams' 1991 film, Hook. All right. Now, it is time to do Song of the Week. This Song of the Week, it hits, it's going to hit close to us. Uh, real, or close uh, heart i don't know what the hell i'm saying i should have wrote it down <laughs> but this song of the week that i have chosen is not gonna be i i it was hard 1991 uh last week freddie made a, a, a mention during the episode about doing a mix that featured robin williams so freddie is a dj and he's done stuff so i was like you know what that's what i'm gonna do this week i'm gonna choose freddie's uh, own original song a mix that he did that actually features a little cool speech in the middle from robin williams so what's the name of the song freddie did you have a title of the song you know what i really didn't have a title for it i don't know maybe we should just we should just title it give it give it some life because so I, you, don't, you have no name for it no um wait i think i, I don't know i maybe i did maybe i don't because i when i produced it i just kind of like did it for myself and then I did share it on SoundCloud and people are, are liking it. But now yeah. with, with all this, I mean, I don't know. It's called, um, oh. Oh, wait, hold on. It's in the tip of my, I got it. It's called, it's from his speech too. Um, make your life magnificent. There you go. Magnific That's what it is. Okay, make your life magnificent. All right, when, yes. when was released? This was done a year ago. Okay, so, all right, so we'll do 1999. I mean, 1999. So there you have it. So there you go. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's an original composed song by our very own Mr. Freddie Morales. So, this song of the week is God damn it. What was the name again? <laughs> life is make your life magnificent. Make your life magnificent. Released in 2019. And it actually, he just uh, posted a video on his YouTube. So if you search Freddie Morales, uh, he has his own YouTube page. Uh, I would obviously be sharing this. You'll see this. It's going to play at the end of the episode. Since it's an, an original composition, I could actually play the whole song. And we'll be featuring this on our YouTube page. I mean, on Instagram, you'll see a little small clip. And but yeah, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. An original song of the week this week is going to be Freddie's pick. I mean, his uh, his song that it's a tribute to Robin Williams. And yeah, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, cool. Well, it's been it's it's been great. Make sure you guys please, uh, if you could do us this huge favor. Ah, oh, damn it again! I forgot. I was gonna give. You know what? I need to give out my shout outs because someone answered correctly on on our on our thing. Oh, Where is he okay. Yeah, don't forget the shout outs. I, I, I feel You're bad. like, hey, I give you a shout out. You guys never shout out. What's going on? Two hours later. All right, here we go. Well, their their name is, uh, their Instagram name is EpcotFan21, the Dark Shadow. So they answered correctly for the teaser. I said, if anybody answers this, uh, I would pick one name and they would be the one that... Um, 
And then we'll get, you know, they'll be entered in our monthly contest. Uh, we're going to be doing little monthly contest. So they'll be winning something, you know, special from 88 miles per hour podcast. Um, so, yeah. So thank you. They guessed right. It was Mrs. Dalfire. I put an image. He's like teaser to episode 21. And I put an image of Bridges restaurant. And that was the restaurant that they visited mm-hmm. in Mrs. Doubtfire. So this person oh. guessed it right. So so that's the shout out goes out to them, ladies and gentlemen, for for guessing correctly. They were the pick. They were the choice for the month. So they would be, I'll contact them. So thank you. Um, other than that, there was also questions I put out there and I freaking forgot. We don't have time for the questions. <laughs> it's all right. Next week. I got to remember. I need to note that. So I apologize, ladies and gentlemen, if you ask us any Notes. questions. Uh, make sure to visit um, the brothersbearnetwork.com for all your info. I mean, all, all Brothers Bear info from all our shows, especially 88 Miles Per Hour podcast. We also have a page on T Fury. No, not T Fury. It's T Public. Uh, it's the link is on our profile. We're gonna be give, uh, selling shirts, stickers. Uh, our 88 show. We are currently under review. I guess because of the back to the future. So universal NBC is actually reviewing our oh. images, our logos in order for it to be okay for us to be able to sell it. Cause it says 88 miles, per hour, but it's done in the style back to the future. So they want to make sure it's all good in the up and up before. So it's under review, but once it's cleared, we'll be able to sell stickers, buttons, you know, um, and oh, like good stuff. with our logo. So yeah. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, want one. Yeah, all right, well, I'll I'll show you. I'll send you the link right now. I'll make sure I don't click off, but we'll talk about it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So there you have it. It's been great, uh, reminiscing, looking back on the adventures of Peter, Wendy, Toodles, and what was his name? Butt Rum? No, that's not Butt Rum. <laughs> butt Rum. That's, an- that's another movie. <laughs> butt Rum Two in 3D. But it but it's all been good. But I think it's time that we hop into our DeLorean and travel back to the future. <laughs> Butt rum. What the what would Todd Butt? Todd Butt. Butt rum. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh shit, that was hilarious, bro.
come to the end of this phase of our life, we find ourselves trying to remember the good times and trying to forget the bad times. We find ourselves thinking about the future. We start to worry, thinking, what am I going to do? Where am I going to be in 10 years? But I say to you, hey, look at me. Please, don't worry so much. Because in the end, none of us have very long on this earth. Life is fleeting. And if you're ever distressed, Cast your eyes to the summer sky when the stars are strung across the velvety night and when a shooting star streaks through the blackness turning night into day. Make a wish. Think of me. Make your life This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.